to him in prayer, if you would, please. Father, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. And we pray that today that you let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Linda, for leading us so beautifully. That's why we're here, to praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. And we're glad that you've joined us for worship today. Thank you for being here. If you're a guest, we welcome you. And uh, we would invite you to go by the Welcome Center and pick up a gift that we have for you out there. Um, There's a little bag at the end of the counter. Just pick it up, the gifts inside, and some other information. But we are so glad you're here today. We're glad to have JT and Elaine Coleman here uh, for their first worship service with us, our new student minister. Lane and JT, we welcome you and thank you for uh, being with us today. So we're going to give you an opportunity to stand and greet those around you in the name of the Lord. And we welcome those who have joined us by live stream. And our prayer is that you feel God's presence. Stand and welcome those around you. Now you join as we lift our voices in praise together. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. He soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not Stand up, stand up for Jesus. 
And now would you continue in worship as our worship team leads us.
You may be seated. I love those songs. God is able, and he is a way maker, a promise keeper, a miracle worker. And I know there are many of us here today maybe came in looking for a way to get through what you're going through. Some of us are in need of a miracle. Some of you are here today, and you're like, God, I, I just need your guidance. I need your grace. I need your strength. I need your power. I need your love. And God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. We are so thankful that you're here. And I'm so grateful that this is a church that believes in the power of prayer. 
And there's an opportunity every week for those of you who feel led to come to this altar and pray if you're in this place, if you're watching at home or on vacation, wherever you may be, you can allow that to be your altar. But if you feel led by the Spirit of God today and you want to come kneel or stand or however the Spirit of God leads you, I invite you to come join me as we lift up our prayers together. Would you come pray with me today? Father, we come to you with grateful hearts, with humble hearts. Words cannot express our gratitude for everything you've done for us. Thank you, O Lord, that you are the way and the truth and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his power, for his forgiveness, for his promise that we would have life if we would only believe and trust in you. Father, we pray for every person gathered at this altar, for people praying from their seats, people watching on YouTube or maybe Facebook Live, wherever they may be. You know what our needs are even before we ask, but we cry out to you. And Father, we have people grieving and hurting today. Father, I, I pray for Yancey Ray and for Leah and Timmy Yeager and their family and the loss of Judy and ask that they might feel your comfort and your love. I, I pray for Brenda and Larry Roberts and the loss of Brenda's brother and ask that you would comfort and strengthen them. Father, I pray for Larry and Tracy Taylor's 17-year-old grandson, Will Whitlock, who's in ICU, battling pneumonia in both lungs. Oh, God, heal this precious young man and comfort his family, we pray, and bless the doctors and nurses that are giving care. And I pray, oh, God, that your Holy Spirit would touch families that are divided. Father, that you would touch people that are experiencing pain this morning in discomfort and sickness or illness or disease. We believe you're the great healer and the great physician. And Father, we pray for people in this room or watching maybe that have never given their heart and life fully surrendered to Jesus. May today be the day of salvation for many. And Father, we pray for revival and spiritual awakening in this country. We need you, Lord. You are our hope. Bless our leaders. Father, bless our military. Father, bless all those who are in harm's way. Father, we pray a special prayer for Vacation Bible School this week. We pray for Mary Rainwater and all of our leaders and teachers and volunteers. And we pray for all the precious children they're going to come into this 
place to hear the good news of Jesus. May many seeds be planted and many children come to know Christ even this week at BBS. Father, we just thank you again for great is your faithfulness. We love you so much. And Father, we're grateful for JT and Elaine and for leading them to us. And we ask your blessings upon them and our students as they begin this new ministry. We're just going to thank you in advance for the victories you're going to bring. Father, I ask now that your Holy Spirit would just continue to sing and play through our choir and instrumentalists and that you would preach through your word and through your servant. And Father, may we all open our hearts and lives to the leadership of your Holy Spirit that we might be radically changed to be more like Jesus and whose strong and holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, would you turn with me to 1 John chapter 3? 1 John chapter 3, and as you're doing this, I'm grateful our choir will be coming to lead us and our instrumentalists after the reading of God's Word, and we hear you prayerfully after the reading of Scripture. Begin with verse 16 of 1 John chapter 3. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord.
thank you all for leading so beautifully, and thank you again for being here today and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. I always like to have a little humor at the beginning of the service to get you ready for more important things. Uh, instead of me sharing a joke with you, one of our members sent me a video clip that really sums up a lot of time men, our communication skills with our wives. Maybe some of you all have seen this, but watch this. Fact of life, women always have more questions than men have answers to. Great example of this. Six, seven months ago, I get a text one day. The text says, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. I walk into the kitchen where my wife is. I said, hey, I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. She said, was he driving? I said, I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Were Carol and the kids in the car with him? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Were the people in the other car hurt? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. What hospital did they take him to? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. She said, well, you don't know anything. What do you know? I know you need to pray for Tom. I just got a text that said he was in a bad wreck. Isn't that so true? <laughs> I can relate to that. That was taken right from mine and Tilly's conversation earlier, <laughs> earlier in the week. If there is one word that we've tried to use here at the Forks in ministering to people through the years, it's been the word intentional. The word intentional. When we have met with our deacons, we've asked our deacons when they greet people, to greet them with intentional friendliness. As a matter of fact, John Witt, our deacon chair, we've talked about aggressive friendliness. And so if you came in today and a deacon was really, really friendly, they were being intentional. Even at our cross center, which is our recreation center right back here, we have tried to be intentional when people come to work out or to play ball, we've intentionally tried to share our faith in Christ with them, or we've intentionally invited them to church. We've tried to be intentional. I've challenged you all as church members when guests come in through these doors that we are to be intentional and in going up to make them feel welcome or to make them know that the Spirit of God and His love is in this place. That's by design. And, and really, when you look up the definition of intentional, it is to be done with intention or design to be willful or purposeful. And so today, it's our prayer that you have been greeted intentionally with love, and with purpose. In our scripture passage today, we see John writing this letter. Now, this is John, the apostle. This is one of the sons of Zebedee, James and John. This is the John who is the disciple whom Jesus loved. Uh, this is the John who wrote the Gospel of John. This is the John who wrote Revelations. This is John who now is believed to be aged, to be old. 
And yet John is writing a letter with intention. He wrote a letter intentionally to encourage these believers who had been scattered. It's believed to have been a circular letter. He is believed to have been in Ephesus when he wrote it, and he was writing to people scattered through Asia Minor, which is current-day Turkey. And he was writing this letter to intentionally warn them about false teachers or to expose false teachers who were especially teaching Gnosticism, which taught that matter is completely evil and only spirit is good, but they also taught that salvation could be obtained through special knowledge, not through faith in Christ. So he was trying to expose this false teaching, but also he was writing to give these believers the assurance of their salvation. And he was intentional with his readers in affirming them of their belief and faith in Christ as well as being intentional, sharing with them about God's great love for them and his great love for you and for me today. So it's my prayer today that you would know how much God loves you and that he intentionally loves you and me, which we're going to talk about, and how we can intentionally love others. And I pray today that you would leave here closer in your relationship with the Lord, or you might come to know Him if you have never received Him before. But first we learn in, in verse 16 of 1 John chapter 3, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. So we must lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. There was a specific purpose why God sent Jesus into the world. And you know what it was? That He would save us. And John, who wrote John's Gospel, it's funny that 1 John 3.16 and the John's Gospel 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The reason He sent Jesus is because we're all born with a sinful nature and we're not able to save ourselves. And you can look through Scripture, look in Romans uh, chapter 5, uh, verse 6, when, it, when he talks about, when Paul talks about that we are not able to save ourselves, but that Christ came to die for the un ungodly. And you look at verse 7 of, of Romans chapter 5, and it says that very rarely will someone die for a righteous person, but sometimes they uh, possibly might die uh, for a good person. 
But in verse 8 of Romans 5, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that great to know? Even in our ungodliness and our unworthiness and in our sin, God had an intention. He intentionally sent Jesus in the world to save you and to save me. Some of you are here today and you're going through things that I have no idea about. Some of you are here and you're going through a time of confusion. Your mind, you, you are hopelessly confused. And you don't know what to think or what to believe. Some of you are here and you have doubt in your mind. You have darkness. Some of you are here and you're going through some uh, lustful thinking and and you're living for the moment and living for earthly pleasures and you're dealing with impurity in your life. And, and some of you are struggling with things that, that only God knows. But you're here. And God has you here for a reason. And know how much He loves you today. And this is how he showed us what love was. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Well, again, how many of us would be willing to literally lay down our lives? I think it means to make a sacrifice for someone else the way Jesus Christ made a sacrifice for you and for me. I can't help when I was preparing this sermon to think about a couple of our church members who modeled this scripture to a T. I think about two weeks ago, as many of you all probably have heard, one of our members, Rita Haynes, went to have surgery. She had battled kidney disease and, and uh, she had struggled, been on dialysis and was living with a lot of difficulty, a lot of pain, and she was on the list, the donor list, to receive a kidney, but they had not found a match, and, and uh, her health continued to be a struggle. And Well, a great act of love to sacrifice when it says to lay down for your brother or sister, you could add mother to that list, that her daughter, Heather Sanderson, in order for her mother to be able to receive a kidney, this young mother of three precious girls, a wife and a mother, a teacher, she would go and give up one of her kidneys so someone in Florida might live and so that her mother might receive a kidney from a match of a donor that would be for her. And now they're both home, and praise God, they're doing well. What an act of love and sacrifice. <laughs> Heather, I didn't even see it. Heather's in the back today. Heather, God bless you, and we are so grateful that you're here and that your mom continues to improve. Praise God. But when we are intentional, there is a specific purpose, but we also are intentional when we see people's needs. When we see people's needs. If you look in verse 17 of 1 John chapter 3, it says, if any of you has material possessions 
and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? If we have material possessions and we see a brother or sister in need but have no pity on that person, how can the love of God be in that person? We have to see people's needs. Would you agree with me that people have needs all around us? This is, I was telling Bill right before the service, this morning from the time I got here to the start of the service, I had six different people to come up to me with six very different and serious needs. That was just six people before the service started came up and began to share with me needs that they were going through. And I'd be willing to say, if we were to go row by row, many of you would be added to that list of needs that you're struggling with right now. But in this particular passage, John said, if any of you, if anyone has material possessions where we can give to people that are in need. And, and I think about out of Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 and 36, I, I think about when Jesus was talking about the return of the Son of Men, and, and he was talking about dividing the sheep from the goats, the righteous and the unrighteous. And, and Jesus was talking about the responsibility that the ones, the sheep on the right, had in caring for others. And he said, beginning with verse 35 of Matthew chapter 25, he said, For when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. For when I was a stranger, you invited me in. Uh, when I did not have clothes, you clothed me. Uh, when I was sick, you looked after me. When I was in prison, you came to visit me. And in verse 40 of Matthew 25, and Jesus said, Truly I tell you, it, for whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So when we're lovingly seeing people's needs and meeting those needs, we're doing it for Jesus. We're actually doing it for Christ. And that's the message he was sharing. Remember after the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, we know that in verse 45, it was talking about those early believers who were filled with the Holy Spirit. It said they sold their property and possessions and gave to anyone as they had need. In Acts 4.32, it said they shared everything that they had. When we love the Lord, we can't help but love people and want to meet their needs. And I'm so grateful that this is such a giving and loving church. I mean, I don't, I don't even have time to go into all the things you all do, but I, I'm going to touch on just a few. 
Um, I'm so grateful that every week I see many of you all bringing in bags of food to go for our food pantry across the street, the manor house. Every week people are coming to the front door bringing food for the manor house. You're seeing people's needs who can't afford to go buy their food. You're bringing food. I see some of you all bringing in items to go in the Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes that we pack every year for children all across the world who would not otherwise experience Christmas. You all bring items in even now. I see some of you all bringing in blankets right now that you have been uh, putting together for those families in need in eastern Kentucky and at the Gap. Uh, on July the 30th, we're going to Kidstock, where many of you, I pray, will go as we give out shoes to little children who are going to receive new school shoes, tennis shoes, as they go back to school to wash their feet and to show the love of Jesus Christ in action to these families that are in need. You heard Bill announce, we've been collecting peanut butter for the Waves of Mercy ministry in Haiti so that starving people in Haiti might receive food. We are trying to collect 1,000 jars of peanut butter. And as of today, we have 400, and we're grateful, but we need 600 more jars of peanut butter. And so... I challenge you, by the end of this month, by the 1st of August, we're going to meet that goal of sending 1,000 jars of peanut butter to Haiti. Don't you all think we can do that to meet a need there in Haiti? I mean, we have half of that in our pantry at home, I think, Kelly. Man, I, I'm going to tell you all this. I told Kelly this week, and she looked at me like I was.
children, even my 19-year-old son, and I kissed him, and I said, I love you. He didn't like it that much, but I did. <laughs> it's so important that we let our children be intentional. Not only show them, tell them, model them. Be intentional, parents, of bringing your children to church. We have no problem getting them to football practice and baseball practice and softball practice and dance lessons and piano lessons. Why not make bringing them to church a priority? intentional in their love for me and my brethren and saw how important it was for us to be at church whether we wanted to or not. And they showed us how important faith should be. And I want to share with you and I, and I hope that the, Yancey, I hope you don't mind and Leah, if I share the letter that I shared that, you're, that you all wrote for your mom. I had the privilege of doing a sweet lady's funeral yesterday Judy Ray. Judy and Nancy would usually be at the 830 service over here to the right, but continued to come over here, and they're here today, Nancy and Leah and Timmy, their family, but I had the privilege yesterday, the family allowed me to read a letter. There was a Mother's Day banquet at the church, and the, there was a Mother of the Year and the three young girls wrote a letter nominating their mother, but it goes perfectly with what I'm talking about right now, and I'd like to close with this. Our mother should be mother of the year because she is loving, kind, and loves the Lord. She cares for everybody. She's a Sunday school teacher in the preschool department, She's been a VBS superintendent for the preschool department for the past two years. She loves kids. She always is doing for the Lord. She is always there when you need her. She cooks our food and cleans our clothes and loves us so much. She tries to reach out to people who are not in the body of Christ and help 
church where they can live a better life. Sometimes we think she's being strict, but really she's saying that she cares and loves us. Even if she doesn't get the title Mother of the Year, she'll always be to us. Love Daphne, Angie, and Leah Ray. Their mother was Mother of the Year. And praise God, she is gone to receive her eternal reward. But she instilled in her children to love the Lord and his church. She was intentional in teaching them about the Lord. And praise God, they're still here today. Are you loving intentionally? I pray that you will as we pray together. Father, in the stillness of this moment, I pray that if there's anyone here and they've never
Would you be seated just for a moment? I am so excited about these who have come today making uh, decisions for Christ and joining this church family. They're still working over here. I'm going to introduce you all to JT and Elaine Coleman. If y'all would come up here beside me. JT or James, uh, I think it's okay for JT. JT and Elaine uh, are starting today as our new student ministers, and I know that God has led them here, and we are excited for you all to be here and excited about what he has in store. And I know you want to pledge your love and prayers and support to JT and Elaine on their decision not only to join this church family, but to join this staff and this ministry team by letting it be known by saying amen and applause. Amen. We welcome you all. Excited to have you. After the service, JT and Elaine are going to be out in the foyer. Make sure you go by and welcome them. But you're welcome to be seated right now. And then I'm so excited. Oh, that's great. That's all right. I'm so excited uh, for these that have come making this. The Jones family, if y'all would come up here beside me. I'm so excited to introduce to you, this is Phoenix and Beth and Tommy Jones. And I'm so grateful today that Phoenix comes making a public profession of his faith in Jesus Christ. Phoenix. Phoenix, I know you've heard me say many times uh, throughout the time you've been coming, that's the most important decision any of us can make because it's the only one that lasts forever. And we are your church family, and we're going to love you, pray for you, and support you as you embark on this journey. But I know, and you just applauded, but I know you want to pledge your love and prayers and support to Phoenix by letting it be known by saying amen once again. Amen. And I'm thankful for Tommy and Beth who come to unite with this church family. We welcome you all and so grateful to have you all join this church family officially. And I know you want to pledge your love and support and prayers to Tommy and Beth by letting it be known by saying amen and applause. We welcome you all. You all can be seated right now. And I'm going to invite you all after the service to join me in the foyer, if you don't mind, so people can welcome you. Thank you for being here today and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. We're really excited about what God is doing and what God still has in store. VBS tonight, 6 to 8. We encourage you to bring your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors, but ask your neighbors first before you bring their children. But we, we're just looking forward to a great, great week. And as you're leaving, some of our children are going to be giving you specific prayer guides on how to pray every day of VBS. So as you're leaving, you'll be receiving a way you can pray. So thank you for being here. There will be no regular prayer meeting or meal this Wednesday because of VBS, but we'll get things rolling next week. Let's stand Thank you all, church, for being an awesome church. Bill's going to lead us in a very appropriate song. Then I'll close in prayer. God bless you.
May you receive all the glory and honor for Phoenix's decision and Father, for the Jones family and, and Father, for JT and Elaine. To God be the glory for the great things you have done and for the great things you still have in store. Bless each person as they go from this place. Bless BBS tonight that it would be just a wonderful, spirit-filled evening. And we'll give you all the glory in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.